It is the Falcons flyover right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. You'll hear from Squid Billy here in just a second. We are filling in for Rob Tribble. Rob Tribble, you know, he had a little family situation going on. He hadn't committed. Rob's a family man. So we will uh, take you up until Sunday night football tonight. But Falcons lose 16-19 to the Pittsburgh Steelers at home, a game you really, 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 really needed to have, and and they lose. And it, it was another game where it ends tough, and Falcons don't get the job done. And we have a lot to talk about. We're going to go to break here in a second and kind of get back on track time-wise, but there's a lot to get into. We are going to address the question that was asked in the post-game press conference to Arthur Smith and his response to said question, because we have that information. We are going to talk about, you know, what we think about the quarterback situation because fair, not fair, unjust, just, there is a conversation to be had now, in my opinion. But before we go to break here really quickly, I do want to bring Bo Morgan, a.k.a. Squid Billy in, Squid Billy, just a, a quick overview. We're going to have a lot of time to talk about it and really sink our teeth into it. What are your thoughts on this game? Well, I think the first and foremost, it's disappointing. Um, I thought you had a chance to win the game. I thought the referees played a part in that as well. I'm not going to sit here and blame the refs for two hours or however long you know we, we'll, we'll have and, and we'll take you to, but I thought the play where Drake London goes up for the ball in the end zone and he's tackled, the ball was a little high. I get it. But you can't grab a guy when he's there, and that really frustrated me. Uh, and, you, and you saw the replays. The only thing that we could think of is that he's, you know, the ref said, "Look, the, we didn't, we didn't view, we didn't view the ball as a catchable ball." Right. Uh, but I thought maybe the Deontay Johnson fumble is a little more um, uh, exacerbating of a thing to think about because I have no clue anymore what a what a football move is. Um, I know, you know, it's two feet or a football move, I believe, with possession and. And if that wasn't a football move, he caught the ball, took a step, and turned. If that's not a football move, what is? It was a great play by, I think A.J. was the one that knocked it out. And, um, and, and you recover the ball, and now you've got the ball at the 35. So you don't have to do a 70-yard drive where you, uh, you, know, you basically, you know, it, it ends in the pass interference call that wasn't called. And that's frustrating to me, but there's other things this team has to do better, which I know we'll get into, including um, the quarterback play. A lot of frustrating things happened in this 16-19 loss to the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to break down them all. We will also take your calls. And then later on in the show, we will have one of the voices of the Atlanta Falcons, the color analyst, Dave Archer. He's going to join us at 620. All that is coming up. Rob Tribble's not in for the Falcons flyover, so guess what? You're getting a Peachtree Football edition of the Falcons flyover, so make sure you subscribe to Peachtree Football on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. The Odyssey app as well. Peachtree Football is there. It's a Peachtree Football edition of the Falcons flyover. Dylan Matthews, Bo Morgan, a.k.a. Squid Billy, rocking with you up until Sunday Night Football. We'll be right back on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. It is the Falcons flyover on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, a Peachtree football edition of the Falcons flyover. Dylan Matthews and Bo Squid Billy Morgan filling in for Rob Tribble for the evening. So while we're talking about Peachtree football, make sure you subscribe to Peachtree football 
on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, where you can also catch 92.9 The Game, wherever you get your podcast, Peachtree Football is there. Bo, we, we touched on a little bit. We gave a little teaser about what we're going to get into, but let's fully get into the loss now. Falcons lose 16-19 to the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. They fall to 5-8, and eight, the Dirty Birds do. Steelers improve to 5-7. and seven. And, Bo, I want to go ahead and address the elephant in the room, the biggest thing that I'm sure that people want to hear about, and that is our quarterback, Marcus Mariota. Tori McElhaney from AtlantaFalcons.com, she put out a tweet, and she straight up, uh, well, she didn't ask the question, but someone asked the question. She put out the tweet that, uh, so Arthur Smith, this is the tweet from Tori McElhaney. Arthur Smith asked point blank if he was planning to make a change at quarterback. He didn't say yes, but he also didn't say no. His quote, will evaluate everything. Another quote from uh, head coach Mark, uh, Arthur Smith, the buy is coming at a good time. So he kind of le- he leads, leaves it open-ended there. First, Bo, what do you make of what he said? Do you buy anything into it about a possible change coming? And in your own opinion, do you want to see a change? Uh, so, yeah, I buy into it, um, you know, one of those deals where he said to, he obviously does uh, meets with us and he he's on with Dave Archer that do the interviews and post game for the radio network and uh, we we don't we did not ask him that but right. when we asked him about looking you know uh, the game he, he did mention we got a lot of evaluation to do um, I, I think that they are if they don't do it it'll be seriously considered um, this week because he you know he he's always pretty much shut it down and I. I um, I didn't see Tori's tweet. Uh, I wasn't in the press conference. I'm back in our interview room doing, you know, the interviews we do for the radio network. But I, uh, I was told what he what he was asked and what he said and how he responded. And then I did talk uh, to Jeff Schultz on the way out the door, and and you know, Schultz basically said verbatim what what Tori said. So in her tweet, so it's if if he wasn't considering it, I don't believe he would have answered it that way. So it makes me think that there very well could be a change, and I, I do I want one. Uh, look, I I I want to make the playoffs. So whatever helps us right. win. But the second part of it is, I don't know if it was me in his position. I get you're coming out of the bye, and that's the perfect place to make a change. I just don't know if personally I would do one. With this game and yes. that environment, now I, I don't, I don't, and that's a team that can get after you too up front, right? And they've, and you know, Cameron Jordan has owned Caleb McGarry this time for the most part. I know Caleb did a good job this year and and the week one, so I, I'm not sure if you know, like I trust him, but that's that to me that's a tough spot to put a rookie. But but on the other side of the uh, of of the argument. You're gonna know what you got in him uh, pretty quickly in that environment if he can hold his water and you know and how 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 you know kind of he handles things and how cool and calm and collect he may be and maybe not. So that's a million dollar question to me. I don't think it's a fact of or it's a question of I should say is it time to see Desmond Ritter because at this point. I'm not going to lie. I'm ready to see Desmond Ritter. I'm at least ready to see what he can bring to the table. Because like you said, I also want to make the playoffs. And at this point, me personally, Arthur Smith, and I'm not claiming to know more more than Arthur Smith, but at this point, I think 
we at least need to see what Desmond Ritter brings because I've always felt before this week or before these last two weeks, I've always felt that Marcus Mariota definitely is going to give us more than Desmond Ritter. But at this point, we scored 16 this week. We only scored, what, 13 last, 13 last week? 13 last week. But I feel like Desmond Ritter could do that for us. I, and, and make, mo- make no mistake. I can't. Language is hard today, apparently. English um, is hard, man. It's a tough loss. But we, we're, we're all tongue-tied. M- make no mistake, though. The, the, the score, and I was asked this uh, when I did a hit with Pittsburgh radio on the fan and Odyssey uh, channel. Yeah. And um, our, our station. And they said, hey, you know, you, you guys have only allowed like, you know, 20 and then they, whatever the Bears scored. And, you know, is that a product of the defense playing better? And I said, well, I, I would say no. And they go, what do you mean? You guys have shut down the quarterbacks. I go, yeah, well, look at the quarterbacks we played. Yeah. I go, the other thing that we're seeing is, and you saw it again today in, in, in a lot of ways, is the run, teams are running successfully. I mean, uh, coming into the, the last three games, you'd allowed, I think, like 189 yards. In those games, on average, and the uh, last five games, you've been allowing 160 something. And you look today; they ran the ball again, four yards a clip, 154 yards. And what I'm getting at is, teams have possessed the ball and ran the ball well on you, which which shortens the game. Right. And we already, and Arthur mentioned it in his interview with us, if I'm not mistaken. And and we run a style like that as well. We had another 146 yards again today. So what I'm trying to say is is you're having limited possessions. Teams are shortening the games on you as you've done to others early this year when you had success uh, as far as winning. And what that's doing is it's putting a premium on those uh, on those possessions. So when you have an empty possession where you go three and out or when you uh you know don't score a touchdown or score points at all, you're and, and your defense allows it where I think they only punted twice today. And both those came in the second half. In fact, both those came um, in the fourth quarter. So you're, you're putting yourself behind the eight ball. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Chris Goforth mentioned it in the postgame show. In the first half, the Pittsburgh Steelers only uh, only did not score on one possession, and that was the end of the first half, and that's because they took a knee. They scored on the rest of their possessions in the first half. And you were talking about the Falcons' run defense. Coming into this week, four out of the last five games, Squid, you gave up at least, at least 160 yards today you gave up 154 you cannot do that and since that has been happening since the run defense hasn't been good like you said possessions are coming out of premium and then you're not scoring and today Pittsburgh the one time they put up a touchdown you answered with the field goal luckily you have to stay in it because most of the time you were able to hold Pittsburgh to a field goal but your offense again wasn't able to get the job done and you just you're just struggling too much on the offensive end. You're getting too much into a rut. And I know the refs didn't help today, and, and we can actually you know, talk about that a little bit because 
I agree with you wholeheartedly. That was a fumble. He was beginning, Deontay Johnson that is, he was beginning to tuck the football, and then he got it racked out. Is turning and trying to go upfield and then trying to tuck the ball, is that not a football move anymore? Well, and that's this is the problem with these with with it is football moves and what a football move is. And then you go to the touchdown that got called off the board. It was clearly holding. Um, Hesse sure. was clearly holding. But I have a problem is when they're when they have the ball at the end of the game where Pickett runs on the outside. Lorenzo Carter clearly was held in an exact same play where you're holding a guy because you're trying to let your your ball carrier get around and it and it and it allowed Pickett to get up go around and slide. Now you're going to tackle him in bounds anyways. But what happens is if you call that hold, it stops the clock and now the clock keeps running because you don't call that. That was clearly holding and that's what bothers that. You know, I don't care if you screw up calls like I do, but I get it. But. There's got it. It's it seems to be at times one sided, and when a game, when a play in the end zone like that, this basically decides the game or helps decide the game. That's not okay. And the play down there with Pickett, that's not okay. And but that's again where this team, offensively, and this isn't you know what that penalty did on Hesse was it puts you now at first and twenty from the twenty because it's first and goal, and this offense is 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 not good enough. You you, you can't. You're not a good enough team throwing the ball, whether it's your quarterback, whether it's your pass protection, whether it's your receivers creating separation. You get you can't you cannot have those major penalties. And the Falcons have shown that all year. The Falcons' offense, to be more specific, they have shown all year that they cannot get behind the eight ball. They cannot get behind the chains because they simply cannot. And most teams struggle with you know coming back from penalties or just getting behind the chains and getting out of routine. Most teams struggle with that, but the Falcons especially struggle with that. They just cannot get behind the chains. That happened a lot today, and that's the reason why they only got 16 points and are walking away from Mercedes-Benz Stadium with a loss. So, uh, again, frustrating stuff. And, again, the the million-dollar question for me is, okay, you're coming out of the bye. Is that the time against the Saints in a still a marquee game, especially if the Saints win tomorrow night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Is that the time where you really want to see a change is that the time where you, you know it, it's a fine line between do you want to give this team maybe a spark offensively or you know are you, it's just a real dice roll there yeah look one thing we need to remember is if when you make it if you make this change Desmond Ritter's not going to be you're not going to be thrown it 30 times this is Mm-mm. the the team is still limited with their with their passing game it's not it's it's Desmond Ritter's not going to step in and and be Russell Wilson uh, from the Seattle or whatever everyone seems to think. And it's not all Marcus too. Some of it is on the offensive line. Well, yeah, they're not very good in pass protection, and that's why I think the you, you can tell. I mean, that's why I believe that that like I I think Arthur wants to run Coach Smith whatever. I think he wants to run the ball and be a running team first, anyways. But and you're good at it, and he's a good he's a great play play caller with it, but. He, you know, you're just not going to all of a sudden, you know, just be throwing it around the yard. There's still limitations, and I don't know. I think Desmond can move. I don't. He's by no means a statue, but I also don't think he is uh, as athletic as Marcus. He's not as nope. good of a runner as Marcus, and Marcus is a lot faster. 
Uh, he's a lot quicker, I, I, I believe. I would, I, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think there's some plays that that Marcus is able to make. Like Marcus made some plays with his legs today that kept plays alive, kept kept it from being a sack. But then he couldn't he couldn't connect on his passes. And for whatever reason, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Arch when we have him at 6:20 about this. Why you know why Marcus seemed to be selling the ball? I have an idea, but I I want to get a guy who played in the league and knows why you know what happens when you're McKiss. He was selling the ball. People say it was an accuracy, and it is accuracy when you sell the ball. But there was too many times where he sold it over guys where he you know he had them, and then the, he had some drops too as he has right. had all year. But you know it's just, it's just, it's look it's frustrating because now we're five and eight and. You know, we, you could be a, a half a game out of first or tied for first going into the bye, and now you're not. It's very frustrating because these are all games we have been in. These are all games that seemed winnable at one point or another, and these are all games that we've had chances to win, and we just haven't come up. I'm glad you brought up the point about Marcus Mariota sailing the ball because some of that is, as Arch said on the during the game broadcast, not being able to get his feet set, but sometimes he couldn't get his feet set because of the offensive line. So, We've talked about it. How about you guys tell us what you think? That is the Falcons flyover, so it is time to let you guys give your reaction. 404-741-0929. What are your thoughts on the game? What are your thoughts on the quarterback situation? How are you feeling right now? We're taking your calls next. Again, 404-741-0929. A Peachtree Football edition of the Falcons flyover with Dylan Matthews and Bore Morgan. Your reactions coming up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app.